Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I can hardly believe it, but today is already episode number 199 of The Breakdown. I can't believe we've recorded that many episodes. And I'm looking forward to Monday's episode, episode number 200. We have some special things in store. But today I need to get back to my roots. I need to be a teacher today. I need to teach one big lesson. I'll have some sub lessons in there as well. But I need to teach you one big point. When you don't have an agenda, other people set the agenda for you. Did you hear what I just said? When you don't have an agenda, when you don't have a plan, when you don't have a strategy, don't assume there won't be an agenda, a plan, a strategy. Someone else is just going to set that for you. I need to explain to us right now that as we face this pandemic, we need to have an agenda. I'll talk about some of what that agenda is. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. First off, before we get all the way into today's episode, I just want to check on you for a minute. How are you doing? Are you hanging in there? This is a very, very tough time for so many of you, and many of our listeners have already started to email me and DM me and and reach out to me and let me know that you're struggling in a very real way, not just not just emotionally, which is real, uh, not just mentally, and that's real, but you are struggling financially. Uh, you are struggling physically to hold it all together. Many of you have lost your jobs. You've lost your income. And we don't necessarily know where the end is going to be and don't understand what's next and what's going to be happening in the days and weeks ahead. And it's part of why I want to have today's episode, episode number 199. I want to have it on a key point that I think is at the center of my life, of my leadership, of the book that I wrote that comes out in April. And I will talk more about that next week as well. But when you don't have an agenda as a person, as a community, as a nation, as a, as a group of people, when the people you love and care about don't have an agenda, don't have a plan or a strategy, people will take advantage of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? That as you are, as you are having a hard time right now, as you see that hard times are about to come your way as we face this coronavirus pandemic as we face national unemployment levels that we've never seen in modern American history, as, as scientists suggest that a huge percentage of Americans will likely get the coronavirus and that it will hit certain communities way harder than others, 
as we see nations like Italy and others have four or 500 people a day dying from the impact of the coronavirus, if we don't have a plan for our family, for our community, for the group of people that we most identify with, if, and listen, I'm just going to be transparent. If that's your ethnic group, if that's your nationality, if that's your economic group, if it's working people, if we don't have plans and strategies in place right now, I need you to understand that corporations and people in power are, are developing their own strategies. And what's going to be happening today, through the weekend, and particularly next week, is that the United States government, from the White House, from the House, the Senate, we'll see it also in court systems, we'll see it in governor's offices, state legislatures, city councils, mayor's offices, they are going to be making decisions. District attorney's offices, police departments, they are each going to be making decisions on their agenda, on their plan, on their strategy moving forward. And if we don't tell them what our preferences are, what our needs are, what our, our requirements as a part of that strategy are, if we don't say those things out loud, do not assume ever that they are going to, just because they love you and care about you, are going to integrate your needs into their agenda. Do you hear what I'm saying? Right now, our local, state, and federal government is about to make huge decisions on bailouts, on cash infusions, on policy shifts and changes. And if we aren't telling them exactly what they need to do with that, if we aren't saying specifically that you need policy A, B, C, and D in there, they're not going to put it in there. Here's, here's what I know. And it's what you know, and this crosses all party lines. This crosses nationality, ethnicity, faith, religion, age. Most of our government officials do not act day in and day out with the best interest of everyday Americans in mind. They don't. I don't believe it. They often act with the best interest of their donors in mind, with their backers in mind, but rarely do government officials act with the best interest of the masses in mind, in great part, particularly when we start talking about members of the House and Senate and, and of the executive branch, they have not been a part of the everyday class of Americans in so long that they don't even understand often the needs and struggles of everyday people. And the only way they are going to include our priorities in their bailouts, in their legislation, in their packages, the only way they're going to include us in their agenda is if we demand it. And here's, and here's what I have to teach. 
even when we demand that they include our priorities in their agenda, even then we only get a fraction of our priorities. I wish you could see my hands right now, but I have my hands stretched out far to the left and to the right. You have to give somebody a huge number of priorities with the reality that they are only going to adopt some, and my hands are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, they are only going to adopt some of those priorities. But if you don't give them any priorities, if you don't give them an agenda at all, you get nothing. Do you hear me? If you don't say, listen, you need to include these 19 things in whatever legislation you pass. If you don't say those 19 things, you're not going to get anything. Because what they'll do is they'll, they'll squish those 19 down and they might only take three of your policy points. But if you only give them one or none, you'll get nothing. It's the, it's the beauty of having a big vision, a big agenda. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the beauty of asking for a lot, knowing that the, 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 the meat grinder, the, the sausage factory of, of our government will grind that thing down to something much less than what you were originally fighting for. So if you're fighting for a big agenda, it's going to get squished down to something much smaller. But if you're fighting for a little bitty agenda, it's still going to get squished down normally to nothing. And if you're not fighting for anything at all, that's exactly what you're going to get. Listen, we have a quick word from one of our sponsors. And I'm going to come back and talk to you about several of the things that I think are key, crucial policy points that need to be on every agenda that we have. All right, I'll be right back. Hey, everybody, you don't need me to tell you this, but the world is wildly unpredictable. And a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, none of us ever could have predicted that we'd be where we are right now. And one way that I want all of you to worry less is to get the right life insurance. And that's where policy genius can help. Listen, if there's one thing humans aren't great at, it's predicting the future. And if you just look around, you can see that for yourself. No one could have predicted the world we're living in right now. And I want you to be prepared for anything with a great life insurance policy. And in just a few minutes, you can find your best price and you can apply at policygenius.com. I've used it. I love it. Policy Genius. We'll always get the future wrong. That's why you better get life insurance right. Check it out, policygenius.com. All right, I have, gosh, you know me. I, I could give you 25 different policies that I wish we were all fighting for right now. I'm going to try to boil it down to five but before I do that, let me just go over my main point one more time. If you don't have an agenda, other people will set the agenda for you and they will rarely, rarely, rarely do it with your priorities, with your perspective, with your needs in mind. It's why we need an agenda. We have to tell Washington, we have to tell your governor, your state legislatures, 
We have to tell your mayor, your city council, your district attorney, your police department. We have to tell them what we're demanding that they do. If not, they won't have our priorities in mind. So right now already, you see the government is fighting. I'll give us five policy priorities that we should all be fighting for. I want you to be tweeting about them, posting about them on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you're talking to your local leaders about it. These are the things we need to be fighting for. And if we don't fight for them, we're not going to get them. First, we do need Americans all over the country to be sent a monthly allotment of cash. Many Democrats are doing the dumbest thing ever right now. They are saying two things, that it needs to be based on taxes, and so it needs to be a tax refund, um, and that it should be based on your 2018 taxes. But listen, if uh, imagine if... You were making something wildly different in 2018 than you're making now. That doesn't make sense. Republicans are saying something ridiculous. They are actually suggesting that people who make less should get less cash and people who make more should get more. No, it should be the opposite. The less money you earn, the more cash you are going to need. Here's what I know. We can settle on this. And it's the policy, not just the policy suggestion, not just of Bernie Sanders, but of many progressives. Mitt Romney is also arguing for something very similar. We need probably a $2,000 a month cash allotment for every person in this country to be able to pay their rent, to be able to pay their bills, to be able to take care of their groceries. And because, I don't know if you've noticed this, this will be a point in just a second, you may have a huge spike in health care cost to be able to cover that. We are suggesting that every American be sent $2,000, not one time, but monthly. And some experts are saying that's $2,000 for every adult. And some are saying $2,000 for every family. Some are saying $2,000 for every adult plus $500 for every child. Here's what I know. Every American needs to be sent at least $2,000, rather. And we're seeing some people say dumb stuff, like $500. That's not going to do anything. That's not going to help anybody. I mean, $500, again, is better than nothing, but that is hardly going to help. $500 is not enough. We are expecting, when the new, when the new unemployment numbers come out any day now, that it's going to have millions of people who've lost their job, not thousands, not tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, millions of people will have lost their job. And we need everybody to be sent some type of cash infusion to help get them through it. That will also be a boost for the economy because everybody is holding on to whatever money they have because we don't know what's coming next. And this is money that you will be able to spend on groceries and needs that you have. That's number one. Number two, it's not enough that the coronavirus test be free. But yes, the coronavirus test needs to be free. Any treatment for the coronavirus also needs to be free. We are already seeing, it was in the New York Times just this morning, I hope you understand this, nearly 30 million people don't have health insurance. Nearly 87 million people are woefully underinsured 
with huge deductibles and co-pays. A woman just received a bill, a woman who who tested positive for COVID-19, received her medical bill for $35,000. That's how much she owes. Hell no. Listen, if we're going, if we are going to be helping people through this, that's not going to work. You can't have it such that people are paying or being charged $35,000 medical bills for a pandemic. We are literally, listen to me, the only developed country in the world where someone would get such a bill, which takes me to number three. We have to be moving in the direction of Medicare for all. That's universal health care. Nick Kristoff is one of the leading writers, one of the leading columnists for the New York Times, wrote today in his op-ed that the United States is the only developed nation in the world without universal health care. And so what's going to happen is that people who don't have health care are not going to go to the doctor. People who don't have health care or, or who have horrible health care plans, health insurance plans, are going to be afraid of the bills that are going to come. They know they're not going to be able to pay them. And it's only going to cause this to be harder and harder and harder to deal with. The United States needs universal health care. Every major country in the world already has it. Number four, we are the only developed nation in the world without paid personal and paid family leave. Mandatory. Paid personal, paid family leave. Tens of millions of American workers don't have paid leave for themselves and don't have paid leave for their families. So when they are sick, they just keep going to work. It's ridiculous. Again, it's not revolutionary to ask for universal health care. It's not, it's not revolutionary to ask for paid family leave. Every developed country in the world already has it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Number five, and we'll close with this. Goodness gracious. Number five, we need a huge, huge infusion of cash into all of the emergency emergency supplies from masks and respirators and new hospital beds, new hospitals all over this country. It is clear right now I'm living in, in New York. In New York has five boroughs. I live in the borough of Brooklyn. New York City now has more cases of the coronavirus than any other city in the country. And Brooklyn has more cases of the coronavirus than any other borough. And what's happening is that our hospital beds are quickly filling up. Our city is going to be overwhelmed. If it continues at this pace, New York City and our medical infrastructure will be completely overwhelmed by this time next week. Did you see the video where China literally built a mega hospital? Did you see the time-lapse video where they built a mega hospital in 10 days? 10 days! What are we doing? Our government still has not agreed on its first real piece of legislation. It's foolish. We are hardly doing what we need to do. And what we need from every city, from every state, and listen, listen to me. Cities need to be thinking for themselves. 
States need to be thinking for themselves. And let me say what I mean. The federal government is highly dysfunctional. And so certain cities and certain states are really struggling right now, and they're not getting any help from the federal government. So you need every city needs to be acting in its own best interest. Every state needs to be acting in its own best interest. And we need the cities, the states, the counties, and the federal government to have a massive infusion of cash so that every hospital has the number of masks they need, the number of gloves they need, the number of respirators they need. We need factories to begin building and manufacturing these things on an emergency level. It should have already been underway. We learned about this in January. We are, it's today as I record this, it's March 20th. And as other countries have already gotten over the hump, because they made massive availability of test, of gear. They, they properly quarantined people in a way that, got, that flattened, is, is the word that we're using, that flattened the growth of the coronavirus. We're not doing those things. We're just not. And we have to do these five things, and these are the five things I want us to be fighting for from coast to coast. Listen, I've got to run. I love each of you. I appreciate you. I can't wait to be back here with you on Monday for episode number 200. We've got so much work to do. Let's keep on pushing. Let's keep on fighting and doing everything we can. Love you. Appreciate you. Take care, everybody. Break it down.